Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church Podcast. We are going to discuss the salvation episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Hi, Pastor Joel. Hey, howdy. How's it going? Great. What did you think about the episode? What are your, what are some initial thoughts, man? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, this is uh, it does feel like that we're we're hitting this big stride of ending season two really well. I know we still have another episode coming at us, but uh, before season two ends. But this is just you know from starting this season with a lot of really unpacking who God is to getting to salvation. This is reminiscent of a lot of a lot of the ministering we did to people early on, um, you know, since you early on being like when you and I first met and started working together yeah. before we even had a church to pastor, a lot of the work we were doing with people was teaching them primarily about who God is and about what salvation is. And those two doctrine, when you get them right, just those two doctrine, if you have them right and you're helping people with those doctrine, change people's lives. So I'm excited for season two for people to have a better understanding of who God is and what salvation is, because I think people like people could people could get saved listening to these episodes. I I love it. So I'm I'm jacked right now, man. Yeah, man, me too. I I just feel like it's really breaking all of this down and taking the time to step through each of these topics. I feel like it is really helpful. And my hope is that, you know, our listeners are able to help other people because of hearing the steps in which we're helping people. Yeah. yeah. So that, cause that's, that's really the purpose of this podcast is we want to help the people who are listening, um, help the people who've been hurt by these topics and, and salvation is, uh, you know, I've said this before, this is the most important thing. Yeah. This is just, I don't know if there's anything, I know that there's other foundational topics, but if you want to talk about the most important thing that can happen when you're alive, it's to be saved. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing Christians are known for, right? Is, oh, they're the ones who are, who say that they're born again or they're the, they're saved. Yeah. Like, that's what we're not like. This, this is our product. Right. It salvation is salvation. Is our product. Yeah. That's why you come to church, right? You come yep. to church. People come to church because that's, they're going to give me salvation. And yet, you know what? I'll just, I'll just cut to this right now, too. There might be people listening who are going to say, Well, I don't go to church to get saved. Yeah, because you already are. Okay. Like, why, why did you initially come to church then mm-hmm. to get saved? And that's great. That's great. And hopefully, once you are saved, you can start going to church to serve people instead of being served. But the main product that Christians are supposed to offer is salvation. Right. If not that, then what? And we'll cover a bunch of great benefits that happen after salvation, but after salvation, none of those things can happen unless you're already saved. That's cool. Awesome. So can you give us an overview of the strict uh, side and the loose side of the conjunctive, Pastor Joel? 
Yeah. So the, the strict or limitation side is the same as what it was when we covered faith and grace. It's mm-hmm. this works based, right? So we, on the strict side, judge those judge people as Christians based on whether or not they are doing certain things. And, you know, so this can be judged from the outside. Like I can, from the outside, judge somebody and say they are a Christian because they say they are, or because I see them go to church or because I see them read their Bible at the coffee shop. But this can also be applied internally from the individual as well, where we saw a lot of people who believe this about Christianity, about salvation, are the people who think I need to do these things in order to be saved. Right. Or maybe even I need to get my life in order and kind of, like you said, clean myself out before I even ask God to be my Lord. Right. Those are other, that's the way the strict side works from either from the outside or from the individual inside perspective. Nice. Like we talk about in this podcast, the freedom side of the conjunctive is also going to be the same as the faith and grace episodes where what we've learned there through those and even the sin episode too. We saw the sin episode, basically the loose or freedom side is I don't sin anymore. And the grace episode is, you know, I've been made righteous through Christ. That's the same with salvation is basically Mm -hmm. you take that and you run it forward while God is love, grace is unmerited favor. Therefore, everybody gets saved. Mm-hmm. So that's the universalism belief that we talked about in the What the Flock episode. But that would be that would be the overview of the strict and loose or the limitation and freedom sides of this. Awesome. Thank you. So I have a question here related. Question comments related to the strict side. Great. Where, where did this idea come from of if I do enough good things, then, I, then God will save me, you know, or then I'll get saved. Like, because I feel like that's really prevalent in our culture. If I do, you know, so you walk up to someone on the street and basically, I mean, this is classic evangelism, right? Like, do you, do you believe you're a good person? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you believe you've done that? Or, you know, why do you believe you're a good person? Oh, because I've, you know, I'm nice to my neighbors and blah, 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 right, blah, blah. Right. And then you want to, you know, you want to switch them to basically say, oh, do you know that you have, have you ever stolen? Have you ever done this? Have you ever broken one of the 10 commands? Blah, 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 blah. Like we know that whole. So what would, what would you say to God if he asked you why he should <laughs> let you in? Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, because I'm a good person. Right. So where does that come? Where does that come from? Not from the Bible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so here's the this this is a little this is great. This is definitely a milk podcast topic because this we're getting down to the nitty gritty of thought process. Yeah, and, let's go. And I'll even say human thought process because what we tend to do as humans in our human thought process is we want to make whatever we see better we want to effort our way into things. So that's one side of this is, well, I'm a human. So, you know, even reading the Bible, what I want to do is I want to take the Bible and I want to add things to it to make it easier to understand or to make it easier to apply. You know what? 
maybe the 10 commandments is enough. I need to make another 300 that will help me live out the 10 commandments. Mm -hmm. That's all human thought process stuff. So there is this, this nature we have within us where we want to effort our way into something. We want to, I'm a sinner. A, Mm -hmm. I am at position A. I want to get to B, which is saved. So the way I do it is in my own strength, I go A to B. I go from I'm a sinner to, well, B means saved. That means I either don't sin anymore or I do enough good things to overcome the sin in my life. Nice. So I, I, I keep a track. I keep track of all the wrong things I've done every day. Yeah. A little tally sheet. Right. But that would be sure. the A to B. Right. So I'm efforting my way towards that. So, you know oh, what? that's so good, man. I want to make sure that I'm, I want to make sure that I'm at least on my way to B before I bring God into the equation, because or else he's just going to say, no, you're not good enough yet. Nice. Which brings me to the second half of this. Okay. It's a self-esteem thing, which we talk about mm. a lot in these episodes and in, in the Malk podcast in particular, we know the three categories of people we talk about and what the flock are actually categorized by self-esteem. And another, I think maybe the most, well, maybe not the most prevalent, but combined with this A to B mentality, I want to get saved in one step in my own strength. Combine that with this feeling of inadequacy, this feeling of I'm not worth anything, mm. this feeling of I'm totally depraved makes me feel like, why would God love me? How many mm. people have you interacted with or have you heard of saying just about those exact words in response to, you know what? You don't even know the things I've done in my life. Mm, so much, Why would man. God love me? Yeah, so much. He wouldn't accept me. Mm. When I hear those words, it's the other half of this where it's like, it's, it's just low or no self-esteem. These people have no confidence in the person God created them to be. Wow. So- I think the church is actually facilitating both of these sides. The church shows us do these things, do these things, do these things without giving us the understanding of how and why to do them. And then the church on the other side is also telling people, you are totally depraved. That's what I'm seeing from the church. That's oh, really good. Thank you for that. Um, and you mentioned being assured of our salvation and, and salvation being living by grace through faith. Here's where I feel like it can be easy to slip into, am I living by grace through faith enough? Mm, Yeah. So how, so let's say, you know, we're helping someone who's struggling with it. Okay. Living by grace through faith. You're not saying it's works. I'm not saying, okay, I'm not going to go to the food pantry once a week, you know, like, and do that. Like, that's not what you're saying, doing good things, but I'm still struggling with the idea of, am I living by grace through faith enough? Like, how do I know that I'm doing it enough? Like you talk about being assured, like uh, that's what I'm looking for. Help, 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 help us understand how we can know that we're, you know, living that way. 
So this would go back to understanding grace and faith, which is why we did this in the order that we did. Mm -hmm. We know we can grow in grace. We can grow in faith through growing in our understanding and experience of God. What I would say, we, we did talk about salvation as a process and we'll get into what that process looks like a little, a little bit more in the next episode too. But for now, I'll say this, how much is enough more (laughs) and, and what's that more a little bit is enough. Mm. Like, am I growing in this? Am I growing in this process? Am I walking this path with God? This, am I living this life with God? Now, one of the things we'll get, I'm sure we'll get into in future seasons is uniqueness and all that stuff. The thing is with, with the way grace works in the current dispensation, meaning the divine influence upon the heart in the current dispensation is we have the Holy Spirit on and in each of us mm-hmm. speaking to us within our dianoia the Greek word for the channel, the channel through which your mind or soul flows. So grace, God's influence comes into our conscious brain. My conscious brain is different than yours. Definitely. The words in my conscious brain are different than yours. Definitely. No one's conscious brain is the same. Mm. Plus we all have a different uniqueness, a different purpose that God is trying to guide through his spirit. Mm. So Point being, the speed of which I walk the path that God has set before me is unique to anyone else. What's important is that I'm making progress on that path, no matter how fast. Does God want us to go fast? I think at times he does. I think he wants us to be in a place further than where we are. Mm -hmm. We can slow things down. Mm -hmm. But... God's not going to judge us as not saved if we are making progress on the path that he has set before us. So this is where another reason why we can't judge people based on what, because God's speaking to you differently than he's speaking to me. And God's going to require a different level of progress out of you than he's going to require out of me. So my response to how much grace and faith is enough is more and so what i would say is like for instance here's an example again don't hold me to this as if this is something you have to do because that would be treating me according to works but an example would be you know what i want to grow my faith and grace so i'm going to start reading my bible more more what more than i did last month So what I see a lot of people do then is like, I'm going to read the Bible in six months. I'm going to read for an hour a day. I'm going to read, you know, 10 pages and they get burnt out. Right. And then they stop and they're back to where they were before they started this path of trying to grow their faith. Right. Why not read one more verse a week than you did last month or a day than you did last month? It just doesn't feel as big, Pastor Joel. Doesn't feel as big. Doesn't feel as... There we get back to the human thought process. You're right. 
Exactly. I got to do more. I got to effort my way into this. It's like, yep. no, enough is more. And that's really, you look at John chapter 15, talks about the father being our husbandman, Jesus being the vine, us being the branches. And those branches that bear fruit, in other words, those branches that are profitable, those branches that are and were growing, God, the husbandman, cuts back. Mm. He cuts those branches. Why? So they can produce more fruit. Jesus, he turns water into wine. And it wasn't just blah wine. And it, you know what they would do? This is the, the, the wedding that they're at is getting late, right? And usually what people would do is we'll serve the bad wine at the last, right? This is in the story. People are flabbergasted because this wine is better than the first wine they had. Why? Not because Jesus is trying to do party tricks because Jesus and the father and therefore their spirit is about more. It's about better. It's about more profitability. He requires more from us and he is the, expert and the example of that god's always about more himself too so that's why i'd say more however that works and you and i we've pastored for a long time we have experience with a lot of different people in a lot of different areas of their lives maturity wise and a lot of different uniquenesses and every once in a while we talk about people and how they're progressing and one of the things we'll remind each other in is are they growing are they making progress? Just nice. simply that. Because maybe they're a slow grower. <laughs> but they're yeah. still growing. And right. they're still growing. Yeah. And it's like, so so what can I be upset about? What can I be frustrated about? Yeah, they're not growing to what I would want them to. But if they are growing, then good. That's something that can be celebrated. Man, that is spectacular. So I can be assured of my salvation living by grace through faith as i just continue to grow in it yeah that's not uh i'm not trying to meet a certain level it's all it's this gradual increase of more over time yeah and that's why you know that's why again salvation is a start so it's like is there enough there is there enough growth in grace and faith that i need to do to be saved no there's never enough. I mean, more is enough, but at the same time, more never ends. Right. It'll always be more. Right. You know, we'll always like for eternity, we'll be growing and taking direction from God and reflecting that in our lives. It'll be even in heaven. Mm. We'll be doing that more. It'll, it'll constantly be coming through us. We'll be loving each other more over time. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Now, now I have a question regarding the 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 universalism perspective this loose side everyone everyone eventually gets to heaven yep do you okay i'm just gonna philosophize here for a sec fun if everyone went to heaven everyone went to you know new jerusalem if everyone winds up there then it, you know, in this perspective, it means that everyone's saved from the lake of fire. Do you think 
that there are people, human beings, that are going to want to go to the lake of fire. If everybody went to heaven, do you think while we're hanging out in heaven, there would be people who are like, nah, I'd rather go there? No, I'm saying, I'm saying like, you know, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And there are there still going to be people who oh, okay. don't want, who don't want to be in the new Jerusalem for all of eternity in paradise. Or are they going to feel like, man, I botched it and it's too late. I think if you took a poll of everybody right now, there would be plenty of people who said, no, I'd rather go to the lake of fire or hell. But I think there will come a day when people will understand the gravity of that. When every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. At that point, I don't think anybody's going to want the lake of fire. Mm. I think every, you know, even the people who end up going there, I don't think it's going to be, they're going to want to. I wonder how, you know, I wonder what that, that thought process will look like and what they'll be thinking. But I imagine it'll be a lot of regret, a lot of replaying all the times and opportunities they had while they were living their lives to make the right decisions. Mm. But I have a, I don't know. I have a hard time. And again, we're just philosophizing. So I don't know, but I think depending on, I think there will come a day where no one will want to go to the lake of fire. I don't think that days now, I think if you ask because of a lack of understanding with what that even means, I think there's plenty of people who today, no, you know what your version of heaven, whatever you Christians are preaching sounds worse to me than your version of hell. So just send me to hell, whatever. Yeah. I think there's plenty of people who would have that belief right now. Yeah. Hell's a, hell's a party, right? I've heard it. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, if you're saying all these people weren't Christians and they're in hell, I'd rather hang out with them than the people than you guys. Hmm. Like all these church people going to be in heaven. I don't want to hang out with you. That is, again, based on a very flawed view of what eternity is going to look like. Good and bad. Nice. Interesting question there, PJ. Yeah, I'm just... It, it's curious to me. And, the, and then this, just what you said about, you know, I mean, people are going there weeping and gnashing their teeth. You know, it's a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. And maybe we'll do in the future a, a, a topic on evangelism and how, and how to evangelize, because that's one of these things that's, you know, really um, sad to me where it's like, I just want to be able to tell people you can be, you can have so much joy now. Yeah. And you can have, you know, paradise in the future. You can have joy while everything sucks now, <laughs> you yep. know, and, and be happy and, you know, love and be loved and discover your purpose and live it like just so many benefits and you won't have to spend eternity in the lake of fire right? and you'd be in paradise, but it's so difficult, you know, cause I feel like people have, have heard it all. So yeah, you know, that quote have heard it all. So, yeah. 
But anyway, maybe we'll talk about that in the future. Oh, I'm so, sure we will. Yeah, cool. So let's look at the three topics of people to wrap awesome. up the episode from the perspective of self-esteem. So, yeah, you know what? I, we talked about this a little bit already is that we look at these categories from self-esteem in the Malt podcast episodes. And so we can see low, mid and high self-esteem perspectives from these categories and really what we've constantly seen over all these episodes is someone with low self-esteem wants to avoid tension and they don't want to be responsible so when that comes with salvation these people don't want to hear anything other than they believe because if you confront them in an area that they're wrong it's equated with you're attacking me and i I must be a bad person if i'm wrong Mm. So it's just easier for me to be like, you know what? God must save everybody. Men's self-esteem are people who have grown enough to know I don't deserve the abuse in any context, including the church. So we see these people, self-esteem-wise, have grown enough in believing that who they are as a person, as a quality person, to where being around damaging and destructive people isn't healthy for me. Nice. Yet these people may not know what the right answer is in any of these areas. These people might not even be saved, but they know the churches that they were hearing this crappy doctrine from is not teaching the right stuff. So I'd rather not be around these people than be around them for some flawed perspective of whether or not it's going to play a role in my salvation nice and then high self-esteem people really don't give a crap about confrontation they don't care about what other people say or do towards them as it relates to the belief they have about who god created them to be so these people you know i would even say something we didn't talk about is these people would also be ones that maybe had a wrong view of salvation, but went and sought out the right one, regardless if it caused them to have to completely change their worldview. They're willing to make those deep and uncomfortable changes in order to embrace a non-contradictory worldview than they are just trying to maintain this appearance of being right. But these people, high self-esteem, Part of this, you know, having high self-esteem would be I'm willing to recognize that it's better for me to not be really the leader of the decisions I make. Hmm. Where, yes, I'm still responsible, yet I'm essentially allowing God's influence to give me the counsel and the inf- and and the guidance on how to live my life it takes someone humble and with with a higher self-esteem to be able to look at god and be like sure you know what because i can do what you're telling me to do and it doesn't mean i'm weak it doesn't mean i'm not a good person it doesn't mean that i don't have value in fact a high self-esteem person would recognize the best way for my value to manifest is by having God work through me. Nice. 
And that leads us to our ultimate answer, the conjunctive, not the freedom, not the limitation, but right between them. Yeah, so the ultimate answer with salvation is it's the avoidance of punishment. Nice. That would be the conjunctive definition. Now, how do we receive salvation? That's through confession and repentance. So that would be the ultimate answer there. And I'd say you want to become born again or get saved. Even these traditional Lord salvation prayers, a lot of times if you look at them, what I'm looking for is, is there some moment within that prayer, they're usually pretty poetic, pretty emotional, but is there a moment in that prayer where the person is confessing and repenting? Nice. In some way, admitting the way they're living their lives is wrong. And in some way, stating to God that they want, even even calling him their Lord, if you have the right understanding of that word, it implies you are my master. I'm going to now be submitted to you, which is really a confession and repentance. Nice. That's great. So, you know, I think that, one of the benefits of, of what the flock in this podcast is just the fact that we do want to help people be assured of their salvation. We assured about what it is that they believe. Now I, I was, I thought it was interesting how you mentioned, you know, dear Lord, I'm wrong with how I've lived my life. Would people be able to say that that is a confession or, hey, what is a non-contradictory confession look like? People would be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. What's always important and the thing that we b- believe is the most important thing is not to be able to explain something, but to be able to live nice. according to God's doctrine. And uh, the benefit of being able to explain it is when you live it, you're doing all of that on purpose. Right. And that helps foster confidence in your life about what it is that you believe and helps you grow in self-esteem. Yes. So that's the benefit of us being able to explain all of these topics at the level we're able to. Right. It's not about knowing this stuff and being able to explain it. It's about living it. And there, and I'll say this, there's plenty of people who are living all of the things we've taught without being able to explain them to the level you and I are explaining them. The benefit in us explaining them is we can replicate ourselves into other people, creating disciples after disciple after disciple, so that this chain of disciples continues throughout generations. And we're no longer having, you know what, I can look at the previous generations If I can learn from them, the point ought to be, can I do what they did better and faster? And there's not a better and faster way than me being able to, at our age, be able to teach things to people that are half our age. If they can get a hold of this stuff, it took us 20 years to get to where we're at in Mm -hmm. our understanding and experience with God. Mm -hmm. If we can if we can package that in a way that's understandable 
and replicatable to the next generation, then they're going to be able to impact the generation after them even better and quicker than we were able to. So that's really the benefit of the explanation is it speeds up and improves the process. There you go. To ultimately, so that all of us can explain and do more of God's will. Right. Thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.